Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Yay. Wow, here we are again. We, you know, the weeks are going so fast. So welcome and hello and um to our to our viewers and to our guests and it's just for me so exciting every week to explore and look at how we can live the new earth way you know i've always said that just talking means very little it is actually getting out there and and putting it into practice implementing it into every moment of your life that makes the difference and um today we are being joined by two of the community the connect soul community down here on the peninsula in melbourne and i'm very excited to speak to to you know both of these beautiful people because of course they are part of my community and and so very close to my heart and so welcome Beata and Joe thank you for joining us and we are going to um, explore a little bit about your personal journey but also how two people who had never met before suddenly came together with one vision and through using the new earth ways I call it so so collaborating and and sharing and and allowing space i think that's the big one allowing space for two visions to come together and become a reality without ego without any friction where it just was symbiotic in perfect sense of syntropy as Yusuf would talk about and it's just creating beautiful things so I would like to start with with Joe um Joe I'm sure that people would be really interested in because you and I we haven't really known each other all that long um Joe came into my life on my birthday last year <laughs> and uh something grew from that and so what I'd like to ask you is what in your life made you decide that there had to be a better way? You, people often ask me, who are the people that come to you as from, you know, for my services in the past? And I always had the same answer. People who wake up one morning and go, there's got to be a better way. And so I'd love to know what was it in your life that got you to suddenly decide there's got to be a better way? Thanks, Mon, for uh, starting with me. Um, <laughs> I've been uh, sort of nervously anticipating this answer. Um, and yeah, firstly, I want to say uh, thank you for having me on here. 
And it's such a pleasure to be sharing the screen with Sovereign. I've, I've watched a few of these uh, streams and just been uh, blown away by him. So I feel somewhat privileged to be part of this. Um, yeah, well, I guess uh, for me, um, I sit here now at the age of 52. Um, I reckon I've spent the vast majority of my life knowing that there was a better way. Um, but it probably wasn't until 2015 when I um, succumbed to severe depression. And that was after years and years of uh, battling addictions to, you know, gambling and uh, alcoholism and, yeah, just avoiding life. Um, so, you know, I'm the proud father of five beautiful children and stepfather of three. And each and every day that I dragged myself out of bed, I felt that responsibility to, to live life uh, better. And I was looking at myself in the mirror saying, come on, Justin, you know, I'm, I'm now referring to myself as Joe because that's who I feel I am. But uh, back at the time it was, Justin, what are you doing? Justin, what are you doing? And, um, and yeah, 2015, I could not get myself out of bed and uh, I was severely depressed. It was about this time seven years ago. And uh, I ultimately uh, managed to battle my way out of bed and, and recommence life back in the world. And uh, it was a real, real battle. Um, and then the alcoholism still existed and it was only nearly four years ago today that I gave the alcohol away. And that was where things started to really take shape for me. I started to have to face up to myself more. I had to really go within and search for what was going on for me. And, uh, and yeah, I've done a lot of soul searching uh, and definitely awakened. I, I, I look back now and think, but that time when I was in bed with the severe depression that I was like um, a caterpillar that had just crawled into the cocoon and just decided to start the metamorphosis from there. Um, and even today, as I sit here, you know, trying to put this into words, which it really is difficult to do, um, I feel that there's still a lot more of the cocoon to be broken away. There's a lot more light to come in. The, the wings haven't really fully expanded yet. And, um, but it's exciting and I, I have glimpses of what it looks like. And, um, and that's where I guess the hub and the community um, that uh, Beata and I are part of, and obviously we came together with you, Vaughn, um, has really started to make sense and, and embed um, what I'm doing and where I'm going because uh, I knew that there was more and that, that was the awakening that uh, that needed to happen. And, um, and I don't really know at this point in time, uh, you know, how this looks in the future. It's really a day-to-day -day thing and it's all very surreal. But uh, uh, a few years ago, I... Uh, stumbled across a uh, empty milk bar and an empty space next door. There was two businesses that had closed down for quite some time, and it was just a yeah, just an empty shell of a place. And uh, and something within me just kept looking at it, thinking, 
there's something I, I couldn't put a finger on it but i knew that there was something and uh and even back then um yeah it was really a, a leap in, into the unknown a leap of faith i just took out a lease on these two premises without having 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 any real vision as to what that was going to be but uh uh, three years or almost three years down the track um i managed to meet you in october and as subsequent to that just uh prior to christmas met beata and uh and now things are taking shape um and they're starting to materialize and it's all starting to really come together and it's it's just the most incredible surreal experience because i know that Yes, I'm part of this, but I also feel as though I'm just helping facilitate. I'm helping create that space um, for the world that we all, I think, deep down uh, want to live in. And, um, and that's where I'm excited about uh, how the future looks. I can't see it clearly yet. I've still got issues around that, but, uh, but I know that there is better. And, uh, and certainly as I sit here today, seven years on from having bottomed out, um life is so significantly better and so different uh so it's just uh an amazing journey to be on um and i feel very blessed and uh there's days where i just i'm in complete awe and i'm i've got tears streaming down my face and i'm just overcome with this feeling of you know i'm such a small part of this and yet um yeah i just I can't, as I said, words probably don't do it justice and uh, I hope I'm conveying how it feels to, to be this this person sitting here talking about it. But, uh, yeah, just a, just an amazing thing to be part of as, as I sit here. Well, thank you. It was so beautifully put. And I'm sure you can all feel how the authenticity of that, but I think what stood out for me at this moment, I'm sure, Sovereign, you'd agree, was this moment where he just took a leap of faith because something inside was saying, there's something there, there's something there. And the not knowing is really so much part of this new Earth experience. Wouldn't you agree, Sovereign? Yeah, it's, for me, where I have come back to is the recognition through understanding how nature operates that we have been operating in the misuse and the overuse of the intelligence this is a little rattle box that's always trying to make sense out of everything and the whole word sense and sensing is actually feeling and so that's been co-opted into a you know it has to make sense for my logical mind and and we go beyond the space of what what does it actually feel like and yeah there's a continual surrender in that that i recognize is just part and parcel of coming more into coherence with life's natural unfolding and no longer trying to control the way that we can the, the i whoever we think the i is can can sort of anticipate and plan what this is going to be like and how that is going to function best given the circumstances of money and maybe the political you know landscape or whatever the landscape is that there's so much um that i have un unwound myself from and i i hear that that's in joe's experience just 
fully part and parcel of, of that journey into a new way where it is more about just continual surrendering and showing up in the moment and staying curious and staying open willfully to I am doing this and there's a greater plan in all of this and I don't need to know what that plan in, in, in its de definition is, but it feels good and it feels nicer and I feel more expanded and, and that alone um, can for so many start becoming the currency of quote-unquote value that allows us to keep showing up for that. Yes, it's the not knowing, isn't it? it, it we, we've been so indoctrinated into this having to have guarantees and needing security and and needing to know, you know, that's why we go to clairvoyance and we, you know, pick a card every day. It's just give me a message, somebody. Because something in us, you know, there's an innate, this, this life force keeps telling you that you're not alone, that there is something else in you that is there. And we just get so busy in life that we don't take the time or, or give us ourselves the space of stillness. You can call that meditation or whatever you want to call that, but it's being still, you know, that's why we are so drawn to go out into the flora and fauna of nature to just be in a place that is showing us. It's showing us all the time. This is this is the way, this is the way. We don't necessarily see that or hear that until I think often a life crisis brings us to um, that place where we have to go within. And I know certainly for me that was, was the case that my life had to be turned upside down before I was able to stop and really go within and start putting the puzzle back together. And, and have I got all the pieces in place yet? Definitely not because I'm still here. So obviously there are still more pieces to come. And, and so, yes, for me, that's just so exciting. And then, you know, Joe, you said something about, you know, I feel so insignificant. But there's nothing insignificant about any of us because each one of us are a piece of that puzzle. And, and you know, for those of you who know me, I'm a crazy puzzler. You'll always find a jigsaw puzzle uh, on my dining room table. And, um, and I've got two puzzles that... I've lost a piece of or a piece has been lost and there's nothing worse than a puzzle that doesn't have that last piece. <laughs> so um, I have stopped throwing them out just in case that I've, I find the, the missing piece. So there's always, you know, there's always more to find and I, that is what I love about this journey uh, because I am someone who gets easily bored once I get it and with this I never get it. Every day is a new experience. Every day is an, a new adventure. So I'd love to invite Beata to speak to us because we've been together for a very long time. Beata is a beautiful soul who um, started her journey with me, as I said, about 12 years ago, first as a student, and then she's just she's just expanded and expanded and has become a house sitter when I travel to look after my beautiful fur babies. And from that, she's become a dear, dear friend and now a collaborator in this, this 
sustaining and expanding and creating of this new earth community. And I am forever grateful for the day that she stepped into my life. So I would really like, Beata, for you to just give us a little of an overview as to what got you mm -hmm. to that place where you suddenly decided there's got to be a better way. Mm -hmm. Firstly, thank you, Vaughn. Thank you for my heart. And thank you for the invitation for today to share. Um, just as I was listening to Joe, you know, speak, and I was asking myself what brought me um, to, you know, um, unfold, to bring myself back to wholeness or keep continuing that wholeness journey. And I do recall a time at a friend's place where I said to her, something's not right. There needs to be a change, Some, something to that effect. And she handed me Bond's brochure, which led me to that first appointment. And shortly after that first appointment with Vaughn, I received a, um, a diagnosis um, of cancer and in the medical profession, incurable. So that set me off on a journey of healing. And in short, it has been a real journey, you know, and it is to this day still a journey, really. But it's been a profound journey where it's it's really, you know, I had to, like um, Joe was saying to himself, I'm saying as well, it's like that, you know, cocoon or that that metamorphosis thing where you're cracking yourself open and it's not pleasant at times. It's quite painful at times to go through. But when you do come out the other side, you just realise like, wow, <laughs> really? Is this, you know, but it had to take that to get to that. But everything has its divine purpose. That's been for me, my my journey. And it's brought me to to now where, you know, something like the hub can be manifested. I know throughout my journey, one of the beautiful blessings that's come through has been that I always used to say that I'm creative, I'm creative, I'm creative. And, yes, it showed up in different guises, you know, the careers that I had, you know, and so forth. But it was more that artistic expression that was really deep in my heart because that was something that was the child that loved, you know, um, expressing herself creatively. And what is that? I remember that this actually did bring me back to connecting with that aspect of self to start actually expressing myself. And I do remember the day when it was, you know, pencil to paper, trying to bring it together. It felt uncomfortable, but I stepped through that to bring that into my life. And since then, it has been an expansion of that for me to be able to provide others, you know, that same journey through Art From Soul, you know, so they can actually use um, artistic creativity to open up their own creativity. And this that leads me into... For me, I always used to say about, and I used to get visions, dreams, you know, um, always, oh, I'd love a creative, 
creativity hub. There'd be this, there'd be that, you know, this place of creativity. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know how many years of it, you know, finding a place. And it's also a bit spurred on by what has been transpiring throughout the world and particularly here, you know, in Melbourne, that are the, a lot of the places that I wanted to host something that was creative came with conditions from so-called authorities. And that was not in my world at all. So, you know, this it's about a place that you can go there and there's no, you are just welcomed. That's it. You're just purely just welcomed, you know. And, um, yeah, and what was wonderful last year around Christmas when Joe and I met and, you know, him showing me the place, look what happened. You know, the universe heard, brought us all together <laughs> and, and look, <laughs> you know, it's just such a wonderful journey, you know, and, um, yeah, but it did take that other journey of self to to get to that, you know, because uh, the Beata that was maybe previously would not have been able to energetically allow for that. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, as you listen to Bowser, I can share with you that none of everything she says sounds wonderful, but it, the courage that I've watched her have to keep picking herself up every dip that <laughs> her journey has taken. And I'm sure that Joe has been the same. And I know that I've had those dips, and so has Sovereign. And so that brings me for a moment back to um, something that Sovereign and I we talked about last week, and that was the death of our identities. And mm. I just love you, Sovereign, to to just speak to that for a moment, because when you listen to both of these beautiful souls, you realise how many deaths they've had to go through, as we all do, to get to this place. You had a death of identity of, of the, the person we think we are. It is part and parcel, really, of being born into the Western world and growing up and being formed with you know, that, that great old question that when you're like four or five or maybe already at three is like, what do you want to be? Like, as in what? As in, you know, choose your identity, choose an archetype that you want to identify with um, because, well, we're, we're basically taking you through a education process so you can become something that can sustain itself in this crazy economic world that we have. And along that journey, we, we form so many ideas about ourselves and they're not necessarily the ones that are expansive and celebratory and, and like, ah, oh, I'm a creative. I love that you say that, Beata, that, that, that that's really re-emerged that it's really come back out and yeah this identity because it's not real it's not who we are it's not our inner it's not the spirited nature that wants to blossom and bloom through us that um will invocate or bring in it, it either goes into really dysfunctional um aptitudes and orientations that are draining their they're degrading, they're degenerative, 
or we have a, a classic accident from the universe saying, all right, here's your wake up call. Now it's here. Um, we have these moments and everybody can relate to that where we get either the wake up call or we get the confrontation with moving away so far from a syntropic way of being in relation to ourselves, our feelings, our, our world around us and, and having that be a world of nurturing and, and, and flourishing. We have all gone through a process where we kind of left that path a very long time ago. And for most of us, that's actually that we already left that path in our formative years. But the further that we remove ourselves from the, the syntropic nature of life, the stronger the pull will become to actually yank us almost back. And it manifests in the forms of illness. It manifests in the form of depression because we are not in alignment with what our spirit is actually here to express. And this is something that I elicited out of nature is that the mango tree is here and it's spirited gift and quality and, and in that it's, it's delivery and expression on this earth is to be a mango tree, not an apple tree, not a banana tree, and not a coconut tree or, or a head of broccoli. It is here to give expression to its innate wiring. And we each as patterns of soul consciousness have come to this earth during this time with the kind of self-released attachment to making that possible, that there's a knowingness that it could be possible. But the, the, the spirit itself is not saying, and now it's time because I came here for a purpose. It's more that we get co-opted into a dream spell of cult programming that puts us onto a trajectory that isn't in, in resonance with our innate human nature. And simply by us drifting off that, the, the inner nature of us is going to invocate a life-changing event, a series of degradational stages so that we hit rock bottom. And in that well where we then end up in the bottom of our own pit, there are many boulders. And those boulders have been there for a very long time. And it's then our, our ability to, to assess that and to really see this is so heavy, what it is that I'm doing. Look what I'm Wow. And then to surrender to the process of what it is to no longer carry that weight, to, to let go of that identity, that that boulder has shaped our way of feeling burdened by life, feeling burdened by responsibilities or feeling burdened by us actually not living in alignment with what another part of ourselves actually knows that we're here for. And as we then start dissolving and letting go of these boulders and acting on forgiving ourselves and really also surrendering that it's not the I. There is a higher power. There is a greater interconnectedness, a consciousness, a spirited beingness that is so benevolent and loving that we, in the greatest of my own surrenderings, has dissolved so much of this, I can do it all on my own and saying, no, great spirit, I come here and I lay myself down. I lay all of this down. I lay everything down that I thought that I was I, I, I. Please guide me. Please support me. And really who I'm speaking to is my inner spirit. 
to really bring that spirit back forward and give it the space to take the wheel and to say, all right, I'm willing to follow, please lead. And of course, then the journey really begins of a brave new life where we get to explore, all right, how is it to not be in control? And yet life keeps showing up with the beauty and the expansion and the almost synchronistic connections that all of a sudden start blossoming and becoming available. They've been available all along, but we weren't available. And yes, the, the death of identity is so, so relevant in this journey here on this earth, because it, it has always not been about bringing out the best in us, but more so creating something that is socially appropriate or or seen as something that's functional for our greater collective to also not feel disruptive. And yeah, in closing, what I recognize that, that we have this ability to step into that new life for ourselves. And as we do so, and we cultivate that courage and we make way for spirit to guide us again, those stories of how we walk that path and what it took is what can unlock the courage in others. And for that, I just want to acknowledge you both for having stayed true to the surrendering process and finding the courage to die, to die an old self. And in that, go through that, oh, that oh, long, dreadful metamorphosis process. And then being able to step into the journey forward. That is an ever unfolding journey. And, and it, it keeps requiring us to show up with courage, to keep surrendering, because there's other layers and other stories what are all still opportunities for renewal and restoration of wholeness. And it's just, it's just an honor for me to receive your journey and, and your experience in that. And it's a testament to love and it's a testament to what the human journey really is about on an individual level. Thank you. Thank you. Such a wordsmith you are. It's just beautiful. Thank you so much. And, you know, that is because I want to now take it to this visioning because that is what brought Sovereign and I together in the first place because we both had a vision of new earth communities new and new earth sanctuaries. And that has been a vision of mine for as long as I can remember being on this path. And it, when I say of mine, it was that inner calling. It kept telling me that's where we ultimately need to go. That's where we ultimately need to go. And every step I took was to create community, to bring people together and, and to explore all those boulders that Sovereign's talking about and to be able to diffuse them together rather than this this singular journey that is so painful and in community we then learn from each other we grow together and and that is what newer communities are about for me and certainly what i keep seeing develop in what we've created down here so the vision always was that of this sanctuary that had so many things, uh, different ways of healing. And part of those that, that was then, of course, a creativity hub because part of my work has always been to reintroduce people to their innate gifts, their innate talents, and then to support them as they skilled up 
polish. And so with Beata, it was always came back to artistic expression. And over the years together, we started to unfold that and she worked on unfolding that within herself. And she kept saying to me, I just want a space. I just, I, I need a space where I can, you know, I can invite people that, that we can come together and just have this free expression of, of, of the innate artist. And, and one of the people that have actually done um, one of her first programs um, is another person in our community, Judy. And um, we didn't invite her today, but we will speak to her in weeks to come, I'm sure. Um, a dynamite who has who gave up her own comfortable job eventually to fulfill her innate and um with with beata um she said look you know i want to do your program but i'll tell you now i i'm absolutely I have not an artistic bone in my body i don't know um you know what i can learn but i'm happy to do it and she did the program and of course I've mentioned it before, uh, this beautiful soul, not only did she find this amazing artist within herself, she has had, of course, since then, she's won a prize at an exhibition and she's done all these wonderful things and her paintings are amazing, um, which to her, now she can't stop painting. She can't stop expressing herself. She was always really interested in photography but never thought that she could put actually anything on a canvas or, or, or and yet through having that ability and the guidance from Beata to show her that hey there is within you something calling you and it is all about that that calling within so this dream this vision of Beata's of having this space um and she started to put out some feelers and, and we, I said, well, just, just put it out there. It will come. And so, yep, yeah, but it didn't come and it didn't come. And then I think it was on at, at Christmas that um, the universe decided that it was time. You know, I love this divine timing because at the end of every year, I have a Christmas party for my students and uh, to look at what we've done for the years gone by. We do a bit of a Kris Kringle and we just celebrate our togetherness and our life. And it was planned because of the so-called restrictions at the time um, to do it in the park where we usually have our picnics. But of course, there was a different divine energy that said not so much. And this, the skies opened and torrential downpours so I had to make a very quick decision early in the morning and I asked my team, so what to do? And they said, call Joe. I went, okay. Now I hadn't been back to this, these premises that Joe keeps talking about. And since October, um, he had, told me that Body Hub was planning that his daughters were, you know, running this cafe, uh, which looked pretty small to me. And there were about, you know, over 30 people coming to this event. And I thought, oh, I wonder if we can fit in. So I sent him a message and I said, um, you know, would we be able to come down and have our Christmas party? And he instantly responded and said, 
definitely so that is how we then ended up in the passion cafe and had the most wonderful afternoon and as we were packing up joe suddenly says you know i've got another space next door and there were only about four of us left and our ears pricked up and we said well show us and that's how it all began and we walked into this storage space <laughs> it was it was a, a shop that's all an empty shop and i always remember beata's eyes they just enlarged as she went this is it she just saw it she just saw it so now i would like to talk first to joe about what he saw when he eventually created with his daughters the cafe and then kept looking for two years at this empty space next door so joe, joe how about you you share that with us Thanks, Bon. Yeah, look, it was uh, quite amazing how it panned out because during the course of those two years, I was paying rent on an empty space and uh, I had numerous people come into the cafe over the last 12, 14 months to say, what's happening next door? What's happening next door? What are we doing with next door? What do you can?" And I had people approach saying, we'd like to start this business. We'd like to put this business in there. And something inside me just said no that's not it that's just not it that's not it and i kept knocking them back and i could have really financially used that kind of support but um but the same gnawing feeling that made me rent the premises out in the first place just made me hold on and just say no that's not it i just i knew the right thing was coming but i had no idea what it was and yeah when uh yeah, I met Yvonne in October and then Beata on that Christmas gathering. It was like, this is it. This is what it is. And, uh, yeah, it's just been the most surreal and incredible experience since. It's uh, I've sort of just took back, you know, just sat back and watched the magic happen. It's really just exploded into this space and the amount of um, love and, and energy and just pure joy that's just blown the door open and just filled the space in such a short space of time is just mind-blowing and um yeah so i guess as i said before I, I don't know what the future looks like and nor do i really have too many problems with not knowing but um because as things have transpired it's uh it's just all led to where it is today and uh and it can only continue to expand um exponentially and i know this is probably a stepping stone to something absolutely incredible uh in the years to come but uh i'm happy to just live in the now and, and enjoy you know just seeing what uh beata and judy and others are bringing to that space damien and linda that you had on here a, a few weeks ago um yeah it's just really um gratifying to me to to know that I was ultimately welcoming in the 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 creation of this this new earth space this hub that uh, 
where it's going to encourage more and more people to come out of themselves and, and expand into who they really are. And uh, yeah, it's, as I said before, it's uh, really, I'm in, in awe of uh, being in this position or, you know, to have been asked to, to help facilitate this. So, um, yeah. Wonderful. And so, Beata, maybe you could share with us how then once you saw that space and you just, your inner self said this is it, even though it didn't really look like it, how you then brought together a team of people and mm. with Joe brought those two visions of what Joe had this vision there's a little park behind this place and he he tells the story of sitting often and looking and saying it needs to be something spiritual it needs to be something that is going to be meaningful it needs to be and so he had that inner calling and then and then you came along or we came along and really um we are a force to uh, be reckoned with i would imagine as a community and as as people um, because once we step into that um, innate force that lives within us and we surrender to it, then it's just automatic, isn't it? Yeah. We, we get out of our own way. And so would you like to share with us so how you brought a team together and then together you brought both visions into a reality in a new way mm. so just share with us what that looked like this new mm. way of collaboration of communication of creating magic mm. Mm. to to start with um shortly after in the new year um joe and i actually got together to to actually brainstorm or if I can put it more from an energetic because definitely for me it was a calling like Bon has been sharing and how we've been sharing. It was this calling like drive and it was that energy pulling and holding and saying from Joe, you know, that pull coming together. And so we sat together and we brainstormed and we were getting a, yet again a sense of and what I do recall, even in that that short meeting, was that we were already asking ourselves, what is this from a three, 5D, you know, stepping into that, right? Um, because it could have been very easy to create this from a current paradigm. And we were very cl clear in at that point in time, what that felt like, what we were focusing on, okay? And then um, going back to Judy, Judy too had a similar vision herself. So we came together. It, it's interesting how, you know, the people that you need come in energetically. So there was Judy. There was another lady called Liz in our community, um, Joe. Even though he doesn't say he's been an integral part of this as well, not just in the giving of the space or offering of the space, but in the creation of it as well. And along the way, um, what has transpired is an invitation to the community. 
you know, with regards to, okay, we need to paint practical things. We, you know, we asked for, you know, who could assist us with different things and it was by donation, donation of actual paint, donation of service, but it was an invitation to the wider community that this is their space, this is their hub and without their contribution because we're like we were saying earlier and like Vaughn says with the jigsaw puzzle we're all part of that piece every person with a small large whatever they contribute to it and through the sharing of it the momentum kept on building and building it's like you know the more and more and people coming in and going oh I can help with this or I can help with that or whoever we require at that time would come in somehow or other, the universe kept on providing. You know, we got to this point and we go, wow, this occurs. The other thing that was occurring between the team, right, every time we'd come to, to meet, we would allow, I'd say, our vulnerability to be expressed in the sense of, oh, something is coming up for us because this is a process, this whole creation of the hub was a process, or something's come up and we're feeling it's more of a 3D energy. What we gave each other was that um, mm, safeness, but also the expression of it to allow ourselves then to go, okay, what are we focusing on? What are we creating here? And are we coming from a 5D energy or the 3D? And each time we'd go, no, we're going to step into this unknown. We're going to step into the unknown. And continually, you know, asking ourselves, you know. And, and there wasn't anything, and we were very clear also, going back to that we're all part of the creation. This is how the team was, that there was no one leader. There was no one oh, I'm in charge and you're doing this or that, we all brought that whatever it was to it. And I, it, I suppose maybe because of that awareness that we have within us, it allowed for that, but it was beautiful in the way it just, just beautifully came in, you know, that we allowed each other, you know, that space and to allow each other to shine in that, whatever that was offering. You know, Judy, you know, she was a, <laughs> amazing when, you know, I wasn't feeling too great and she just, you know, took took charge, that energy charge of creating and getting painting done and getting a team happening, you know, and so many other things. It was a real symbiotic, co-creative, and I mean co-creation in all aspects, with the team here on the physical level and our teams above. <laughs> and it just it just all happened. And like with Joe, I'm amazed as well how from uh, you know that encounter just prior to Christmas at our Christmas gathering to the launch back on April the 9th, that this was created, you know? And seriously, there was no talk of budget. There was no talk of, you know, what it was just, let's go for it. This is what we can see and let's have it manifest. 
you know, and the energy of it kept on. I go, keep going back to the energy because that's the critical part. It was the energy, the force that was all in an alignment to allow whatever it was for us to, to take part, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> Just so beautiful, you know. The, the thing about that is that I observed it all. I, I, I held the space for you all, but I allowed that to unfold and what it's really taught all of us and it keeps teaching me that when we surrender to that force within and that divine space as long as we are true to it and you know we support it and that and give it the space it has a life of its own whatever you do whether that is in something personal that you that that you're being called to when you allow it the freedom then it does have a life of its own and it is only when we then interfere with that through any fear thinking or doubt thinking or judgment thinking from external forces that you have hiccups and so we are all pretty protective I think within the community that that does not occur and and if it does as Beata says right there you open up and allow that to be processed and alchemized and integrated. And that is um, syntropy and, and symbiosis working in sync magnificently. So how do you feel listening to all of that, Sol? It's just wonderful hearing hearing the process and, and the, the willful commitment to stepping out of the the mind and keep checking in with what wants to happen here what, what what is the energy that we are actually coming together under and with and in that we get to have an experience as human beings because it brought up a lot of memories of my own beautiful recharge Karanda hub back in the days in far north queensland where i had my I, I was the space facilitator, so to speak, because we had a local market in there um, based on, on locally produced fruits and vegetables, which covered the rent. But then the space was really up for the community to utilize. And I learned through that process, this, this surrendering of not, not wanting to be the director of, well, we're gonna paint this here and we're gonna not, well, that we can't do that over there. Oh, you, you want, they wanna build a cup oven. This is great. Well, it sounds like a workshop. And where do you, th oh, you want to put it there. Okay, well, that's that's wonderful. And so not being attached to what, um, not being attached to the story of what I think the space should be or how it should be done or stepping out of that director mentality or wanting to take the, the lead and, and really leading together. And what, what happens is so much more magic and so much more effortless co-creation that comes from that inspirited, moving into and forward through it that that we then make room for and this is just so wonderful to hear that there's been this inner awareness that joe has been having sitting on this space for such a long time you know life coming in and say hey we can we can turn this into you know whatever whatever the the offer was and and then staying true to that more 
that's softer, but also that clear inner knowing that something something greater than that can be possible here. And that, that takes a sense of um, faith and, and conviction in, in, in that inner knowing, which is beautiful because then when it comes to fruition and that seed has been sitting there for all that time, I don't know why I'm paying rent on this space, but I am. And um, this is not the easiest, most great, great time to sit on this space with it not doing anything. And yet through that, there's a maturing of, of that dream seed that really requires that time because there's no shortcuts in life. I do understand that there is instant manifestation that is totally available to us. But anything that instantly manifests doesn't just come out of the 5D and says, oh, here's a nice bowl of porcelain that, that you just manifested with your thoughts. Now, there, there is a process. And I, I see that the, the manifestation that can come about of, of vision into speaking, into articulating, into dreaming the possibility into being is something that has a has a process to it it, it time uh, in in a natural facing travels through that and to me it's just such a beautiful testament that if we show up in the faith and the willingness to hold on to a space just longer than than we and and every time it's just my imagination, but every time that Joe would have had a conversation about the space, which I would call a traditional conversation about, oh, well, are we going to do this? And I don't. <laughs> it is. It is that staying true to the unknown, because that that's very easy. Oh well, okay. Well, that 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 could resolve this, you know, monetary situation that I'm still forking out on. There's surrendering, and and there's surrendering. And that's like saying, well, yes, but no, thank you. And thank you for sharing. And, and I'm, I'm the, the caretaker of this space that I, I don't yet know what it is to become. And I feel that that's for, for many of us wanting to see these new earth spaces come into being where we can bring forth the life ways of creativity and the expansion of our spiritual communion whether that is in community or whether that is in the space itself because there is a, an hour of power where you can go and have the meditation of your own choosing there's so much possible and this is the story of new earth sanctuaries sanctuaries for the new earth lifeways the experience-based avenues that we get to co-create together so that in those spaces, we get to have those experiences that actually make us feel like, wow, I don't know what it is, but boy, oh boy, this feels good. And, and that overrides the dysfunctional programming, the overuse and misuse of the intelligence program, the, the fear-based programming. It's just like, what I'm experiencing here, I have no explanation for. But boy, it feels good. And so people keep coming to that. And then with the beautiful life paths that Yvonne has walked and so much wisdom that she's got in her bundle to share, there is a uh, an entry point into not just that space, but into themselves because the space as a sanctuary is also representative of the sanctuary that we can enter within, that beautiful garden within that we all have access to. 
And it does take people to hold that frequency, to be very clear in their being and working with their guides to know that this is, this is not only possible, a way is opening up and staying true to that allows all of this to blossom. And the beauty that I recognize in that is that we each get to play our part. Joe, the space holder, for a vision that he didn't even understand himself. He's just like, no, that's not it neither. No, that's not it neither. For the creatives to see the space and go, oh, wow, the potential here is so huge. And then the energetic frequency space holder, you, Yvonne, that has been a voice of this, this is the, there is a way to this. It's not willy nilly, just like, ah, oh, let's just get together. No, it's very intentional and it's very clear because there is an awareness that lives and is breathed and walked through your life path that is very clear, not so much as to what doesn't work, but what this frequency feels like, operates on and works most in coherence with. And that means each of us going within and creating the space, lifting those boulders, stepping through the processes involved to dissolve all of that baggage so that the spaciousness can open up for more. And, and in that, doing that as a community of people feeling that, that joy and that Wow, look at look at Judy shining. Oh my goodness, what a what a testament to the eye saying, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And then her cracking open through her willingness, but also through the space holding and the clarity of the path that is known on how it works, how to unlock our own greatness, even if they themselves can't see that. And this is to you, Yvonne you have this innate, natural, gifted ability to see the greatness in somebody else and you hold that vision. You hold that clear as day. You don't, you don't go into that story. You, you'll listen to it and, and yet you listen beyond all of that narrative of their past. You pay reverence to it and you open up to the version of them that is really available within them if they're willing to do that work. And, and so it is a coming together of vision, the frequency and pathway holder, the way shower that then can come into inter co-creation with beautiful human beings that are just magnetized into this field. And the reason that I share all of this is that for the people that are listening, some of you are, that space holder of a space that I don't know what I'm going to do with this yet because it's in your gift and talent to hold that space. And through that, have your hero's journey of surrendering into this, like, oh, I'm still holding on to the space, but I'm still stepping into my faith. I'm still stepping into this unknown territory of the greater dream. And for some of, of us, it is being that creative, that, that, that wants to connect with somebody that has space for this dream. And then some of us are those way showers that can speak eloquently and clearly and, and definitively as to what works. And when we bring all of that together, we start co-creating this new way of, of living and creating and manifesting 
and creating a direct lived experience for so more many of us that we call our new earth. And it's just a real privilege and honor to hear of your journey. And I, I know from my own experience that it takes a lot out of us. It takes a lot out of, out of here in order to make manifest these beautiful co-creative spaces that are possible everywhere. And, and they are happening. They are happening and it's just so beautiful to see and meet you here in this space to hear of just another amazing testimony to, hey, this is made real. And, and that is what, what there is for us to, to anchor in, to bring down, to show others, this is real, this is happening, this is available. And you too, by recognizing our journey, you too, have the courage within to unlock yourself so thank you thank you thank you for for being here today it's so great thank you Sarth, and for such kind words it's, it's you know i i don't quite see myself like you just described however um but but there is truth um my journey has always been uh one of being able to see people in their innate and then to somehow pull that out and hold that up and go well this is who you are and then to support that being because I always thought you know it's like a warden with a lot of keys I just turned keys in people to unlock the things that have been locked for so long and then to support them and guide them and 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 love them all the way through the many journeys of then actually owning that and claiming that when for so many years we've been dedicated as you say um to be told we are insignificant and we you know we have we we're not good enough and we and and that that actually breaks my heart when i hear that because we are all so significant and and when we come home to ourselves and we realize that and we set ourselves free and and what sovereign just talked about was we have to come home to our own inner sanctuary and that is just such a beautiful beautiful place and i just feel so incredibly privileged um you know a lot of people call me the soul mama and I, I like that title um, because I am a bit of a mama. I like to take, you know, I just I just like to nurture and, and care and and I'm not, um, um, you know, not too shy of sometimes having a little bit of tough love. So it, it is it is just such a beautiful space that I am not just mother to my own family, but I seem to be a mother to so many. Uh, and a spiritual mother, and that is that is a role that I would never have imagined. And I was thinking of Sovereign this morning because as I was writing down day 730, and I remember some time ago, Sovereign, when you said to me, oh, my God, day 320, I can't even commit to, and, and we laughed about it. And so this morning I thought, day 730 what are you on and i keep asking um 
how long is this going on for? For as long as it takes. And it is that surrender. Most people would say, why don't you sleep in? I wouldn't know what that was. My inner self wouldn't allow it to start with. I've never used an alarm clock. I just get woken up and told it's time. And it is that surrender, that total surrender. And then having the courage and the faith and also the support, the support of the community, the support that we give each other and the space. When Beata talks about, you know, when when things came up for people that that there wouldn't be a judgment and there wouldn't be an egoic response. There would be just a hearing. I was going to say listening, but there's a difference between listening and hearing. And there would be a hearing. And once the person would, I wasn't there, but I know how it works. Once the person felt heard, that would automatically alchemize it out of having power over. It would just then blend and was, was then possible to take it to a higher state of consciousness. And so what both Joe and, and Beata and Sovereign have been talking about is that we are all starting to operate from a higher state of consciousness where this division and this separation and this within ourselves, where the tug of war in our heads, it all stops because it's all heart related. It comes from that inner self that is the only truth that exists in the new earth way. But to find that, that takes courage it takes discipline and it takes a commitment to self that is sometimes one of the most difficult things so Beata Joe and of course Sovereign as always what a wonderful wonderful discussion and I know Beata has overcome so many challenges and yet here she is smiling and looking alive when the medical profession has <laughs> many times given her her end date. And she would come and she would ring me up and say, Vaughn, I've got another end date. And I'd go, well, is it one that you want? And she'd go, no. I said, well, let's not make it then. And mm -hmm. here she is more creative than ever, more alive than ever, and constantly saying no. To the medical profession and going might be what you want it's not what i want and it's not what my life <laughs> force wants no <laughs> i've been so privileged to walk that journey with her and i know joe that you're at a moment where you're not sure what's next but mm. what i do know of you is that there is something in you that is calling you that you have not set free yet mm. it's not mm. far away and this, you know, this creation of this space that is now filling up with yoga, with meditation, with sound healing, with, of course, the wonderful language of art that Beata offers, with, you know, creativity from Linda. It is starting to fill that space where people come and be welcome to explore the inner self. And that is the beginning of the sanctuaries that we are all able to create 
anywhere, anytime. Just begin it now. So thank you so much again for coming and sharing that with you. So how about a last word from you all? How about you, Beata? How has this been for you? This has been absolutely a joy to share, to show the way for others. And I would just leave others to say, just do it. Go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. What about you, Joe? Yeah, this has just been fabulous and uh, yeah, just very privileged to be here and very privileged to be part of this community. Um, you're right, Vaughn, there's there's lots to do um, and I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess that's my lesson from all this so far is just, just let go, just allow, just surrender and um don't listen to that little voice and don't listen to the outside world just trust your innate and uh yeah i feel like that's something that's really building inside me at the moment and uh yeah excited about what the future looks like but um but thank you for having me here today it's just been great thank you and so would you like to take us out for this week Thank you, thank you, thank you. Gratitude all around in my cells uh, for a beautiful, beautiful circle and a beautiful conversation that is uh, so meaningful and purposeful. And I really hope that anyone who listens to this has the opportunity and takes the opportunity to, to reflect on where can I create a sanctuary. And, and that the, the closest sanctuary could be your bedroom but the absolute closest sanctuary is right here and it's available to all of us. And yeah, we are here to support Yvonne and I, we are a strong stand for the sanctuaries of the new earth. And I feel that that's something that we are going to continue speaking about because that is ultimately the way that the pockets, the light bubbles on the earth in all these little areas are going to, be made manifest and, and I've seen them in the metaphysical and what they look like and what happens to their field it just keeps growing very slowly because the infusion of light force of our heart's energy and the light that streams through our biological cells and our metric has the ability to really inform the space around us and these bubbles will grow in our own individual heart field can be measured up to a mile away from us, which is about 2.2 kilometers. If we consciously congregate for the purpose of celebrating this, this way that we get to define, this path that we get to create within the matrix, that we can free ourselves of the limiting narratives around that purely by each leaning in, our creative gifts, our energies, our, our willingness. Uh, I see these light fields already existing all around the world. And the more that we can speak to their existence and languaging them, more people will start to attune to those fields and become curious and want to lean in and want to explore. It's a natural syntropic magnetism that just draws people in who are ready and this is something that I feel is the path forward. It's the way to walk it. 
to create direct living experience-based sanctuaries where we can speak, relate, feel, and explore these new earth ways of being and living. So thank you for walking yours. So great. Thank you. And we will see you next week. So don't forget to share and subscribe and all the other things that you're meant to be doing. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.